You know, I'm so excited because I really believe that the Lord has a very powerful, special message tonight. I hope I don't spoil because, you know, I, um, uh, I already have half of my things is, is drink already. I hope I don't have to say in the middle of the, the service that I say, I had to take a break. <laughs> but my mouth is already, is already dry. So just pray for me that I can be a tool in the Lord's hands to pass the message. I wish I can give you the message the way I would like when I'm in the bathroom and taking a shower and thinking, and I say, oh my, I can do this. But then when I'm thinking about this, I feel like, oh, I can do this. So um, I'm not going to be able to express it the way I want it, but I have to condense everything, and I hope still I have to trust the Lord that he does what he's going to do. It's not about me. It's about the Lord. So, um, okay, so let's start by, um, I want to thanks first of all, all my girls. I told them, God give me the vision, God give me the ideas, but the, this didn't happen without them to come alongside and help me to put it together. So thank you, girls. Thank you for all the beautiful job, and thank you for being here again. Okay, um, I will start. If you, um, if you came to the Desert Night event, you might remember that I shared what the Lord placed in my heart about unity, forgiveness, and encouragement. The Lord desired for us to be a testimony of His goodness, an example of love, His love through us to one another. God also desired our hearts to be touched and renewed by His love and His power. Um, as He says in Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Tonight is actually the second of five events we have titled Be Touched and Transformed. This will, be a, um, this will be a series of testimonies, not just our testimonies, but the testimonies of the Lord. Uh, today we, today's focus will be on the love of God and our love for God in action. Um, I shared last time that the last year, um, I took a break from the leaders, women's ministry to seek the Lord. I found myself in a, um, in a season where God felt very distant. My continued praying was, Lord, you say in your word that if I would seek you with all my heart, I will find you. And I would pray this over and over and over again and say, let me find you, because I was feeling so distant and I wasn't hearing him. But I pray and pray and ask and ask, and then the Lord did let me find him. He revealed himself to me in a beautiful way. He spoke to my heart over and over again, be strong and courageous. And those words follow me wherever I want. He continued to conform his, his word to me in amazing and personal ways. A friend of mine, out of the blue, gave me a bracelet that says, fearless. This one is a bracelet. And in the, in, in the card that came with a gift was a note that says, when I thought about you, what came to my mind, it was Joshua 1, 
1.9, have I not uh, commanded you to be strong and courageous? I had never discussed any of this with her before. Have you ever experienced that, that no matter where you turn, you hear, you see, or you read the same thing over and over? This is the way we know that God is speaking to us. The other day, when I was seeking the Lord in prayer on what should I share with you ladies tonight, I opened my Bible, and I was intended to go to, the, uh, to um, Psalms. However, I opened it in 2 Chronicles 15. It got my attention. When I started reading, it became very clear, and I hope it is very clear to you ladies that the Lord has a message for us tonight. Let's, um, let's go in 2 Chronicles. Um, if you have your Bible, you can go there. Second Chronicles 15. I'm going to read from uh, 1 all the way to 7. Now, I, I, the, na the names are difficult for me, but I'm going to try it says, now the spirit, uh, the spirit of the Lord came to Ahasariah, the son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, listen to me, Asa, and all Judea and Benjamin, the Lord is with you when you are with him. And if you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For many days Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without a law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and they saw him and he let them find him. In those times, there was no peace to him who, uh, who went out or him who came in. For many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the land. Nation was crushed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every kind of distress. But you be strong and do not lose courage, for that is reward for your work. Tell me that it's not the Lord who brought me right there. What I told you, I've been praying over and over. And that day when I say, what can I share to the ladies? He led me right there. So um, I better be obedient. So here it is. The other day, um, I'm sorry. It says in here, first, note that the prophet of God says to Asa, listen to me. God is calling Asa to full attention. God was speaking, and Asa must listen. That takes obedience. He was about to give uh, Asa instruction and a promise that he must never forget. Secondly, the promise is an amazing one. If you seek the Lord, he will let you find him. God is not playing a game of spiritual hide-and-seek. He sincerely wants us to hear, understand, and follow after him. He desires a close, personal, intimate relationship with, 
with each other. Um, God's love for us is evident in the fact that he gives his only son to die for us, that we could have this kind of fellowship with him. However, he desired us to love him in return with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength. That takes obedience. Jeremiah 29:13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Thirdly, search. What does means to search God with all our hearts? It means to seek his will, not ours. It means to obey his word and follow his counsel. It means to surrender ourselves and repent of our sin, to examine ourselves and ask him to transform us according to his will, to take, to take him our, as our priority. That takes obedience. In Revelations 2, 3 to 5, Jesus says, you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grow weary, but I have this against you, that you have forgot your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do that this that you did at first or else I'm coming to you and I will remove your lampstand, your lampstand out of the place unless you repent. Look what it says in verse 3 through 7, Second Chronicles 15. Israel had a long history of not listening and following after God, the very God who rescued them from Egypt. And over and over again, whatever they would turn back to him, he warned them that many times um, that if they turn away from him, trouble will follow. He did this because of his great love for them. However, they did not listen to his warnings. He has already made the same statements to Asa. If you forsake me, I will forsake you. But look at verse 7. God says, but you, Asa, you don't have to follow the same patterns of those before you. Be strong and do not lose courage. Asa, if you seek me, I will let you find me. I provide for you. I will protect you. You have nothing to fear. For there is a reward for your work. What great reward than the presence of God with him and everything he will face. These same things and promises are for us. But you, sisters, Ladies, we don't have to be like the world around us, even like our past selves. We are a new creation in Christ. Be strong and do not lose courage. If we see him, he will let us find him. He is our God, our good shepherd, and he will protect us and provide for us. We have nothing to fear. For there is a reward for you for your work. What a greater reward than to walk day by day with our King. 
I would like to shift our focus now and talk about another very important man, John the Baptist. What made him significant was not his appearance or his demeanor, but his mission that God gave him and his seal in which he accomplished this mission. That's why it attracts so many people to hear him and believe in him. They believe in a man who proclaimed the coming of the one more worthy than him, the Lord Jesus. He was chosen. First of all, he was chosen. John was chosen from before the conception. In uh, Malachi 3.1 says, Behold, I am going to say my messenger, my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. The New Testament tells us that this was a prophecy about John the Baptist. He believed God and he obeyed God. There are so many events that describe John's calling, the power of the Holy Spirit upon him and the important role that will play in preparing the way for the world's Redeemer. Second, he was focused. He would care less about what people thought about his outward appearance. He con his concerns was for people to repent of their sin and to be baptized in the name of God. John was clothed with um, camel hair, and he had um, a belt around him um, of leather. His diet was honey and locusts. And he was no apologizing for asking, uh, for speaking the truth to the people. The religious leader, leaders from Jerusalem asked him, who are you? Are you a prophet? Are you Elijah? He says, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make it straight the way of the Lord. I baptize in water, but among you is the one who you do not know. It is he who come after me, whose sandals are not worthy to untie. He, of course, was referring to Jesus. Third, he was obedient. John believed God and obeyed God. Even when he was um, put to in jail and even after being, uh, being executed, the Bible does not record a single instance when he complained or got mad about his mission. I am certain that right now he does not regret a single moment. These three things stand out to me personally, chosen, focused, and obedient. John knew and passionately proclaimed the coming Messiah because he first heard, he heard from God. And John 1.33 records, John say, I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water says to me, he upon who you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit. Then John saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove upon Jesus. And he knew that Jesus was the Son of God. 
the one that God told John about it. John had a mission to accomplish, and he knew it. And, and that was his desire to obey what he knew in the deepest of his heart. Like John, have you ever experienced a moment where God spoke in your heart and you knew that it was God without any doubt? That night, um, that thing that you know, that you know, that only can come from God. There is no other way. Even if you're trying to recreate it, it's impossible. God doesn't speak to us. God desires uh, that God desires to communicate with us, and He does in a different ways. Sometimes so clear, sometimes through a whisper, sometimes in a vision, sometimes through people, or sometimes with His word or in a situation, etc. But one thing is for sure: if you have experienced it, there is no deny, denying that that the reality of it. I mentioned last time that I spoke that there was another side of my story. This one was when Brett and I were um, going through a very, um, through our first few years of marriage. Like so many, we have our difficulties and we were seeking God in ways that, he, that we had never done before. I had never shared this experience publicly because I didn't know if that was just for me. Um, and I was afraid that people would not believe me anyway. But after all the dots connected, I realized that this is a testimony that brings glory to God. Now I see and believe that, that this is God's message for us for such a time as this. Well, in the time that Brian and I um, both prayed like we never prayed before. And one day, one day I was in social despair. And I was praying with all my heart. I always, um, when I talk to ladies, I say, go and look for Samuel and pray like Hannah prayed. They remember when the priest thought that she was drunk, she was just giving all her heart and all her passion to the Lord. Well, I was praying that way in that time, desperate, and saying to the Lord, didn't you care? Don't you care my suffering? Don't you care my pain? Don't you see what I'm going through? Are you going to answer to me? How much more long are you going to let me go through this? I heard the Lord I heard the Lord saying to my heart, no inaudible voice, but just as clear that he understands how it feels to be rejected because he has been rejected. He knows what it, what it is to be abandoned because his children abandon him all the time. He knows what it means to be persecuted because he was being persecuted and forgotten because his people forget about him all the time. Then my heart hurts, not for me anymore, but for him. The focus I had on myself 
turn to deep brokenness because we have caused so much pain to our Creator and Redeemer. I say, Lord, forgive me for not loving you enough. I am not um, and not making you my priority. But the Lord, with such a loving kindness, told me, I love you, my child. It is, it is never too late. My arms are always open. I know only heard his words, but I feel the emotion of his words. And not just that, but I was even having vision and idea as I, I this was a long conversation, believe me, that I had with him. <laughs> That's why I cannot describe it all. I had such, such an overwhelming sense of his presence, even to the point where I look around to see. I was flooded with peace and joy like I had never experienced in my life. I was truly, truly overwhelmed. I can assure you that this was just a glance, just a taste, that there is so much more that he wants to uh, express and give to us. I'm going to stop in here for a minute because here is what I'm going to that you can think that I'm crazy, but I'm not. <laughs> As I was sharing my heart with this and I was hearing him and my heart was really, truly into the Lord, um, I have I've received his presence. I have this experience years ago when I was in one of the retreats. I was younger. And um, they sent us to go and pray and meditate in the Lord. And I was there praying and meditating. And I'm not lying to you. All of a sudden, I was, and I feel a tremendous presence. It was overwhelming, but I know it was a good presence because it was filled me with joy and excitement. And, and all of a sudden, I started looking, and I almost can hear a wings going through. And I feel such a joy and everything, but I couldn't. I knew it was about the Lord, but I couldn't put together what it's all about. Well, years went past, um, and this just happened in that moment when I was praying, and I was experiencing His presence. I felt it again. And my first words were, here you are again. But I was, I'm not lying to you, I feel like a smile from one ear to another. All of a sudden, I feel in this place that I promise you I didn't want to get out of that place. It was the most beautiful and the most amazing and the most peaceful and joyful place that you can ever, ever imagine. And I remember going through my mind, my family, but even when I thought about them, I had such a peace. I knew they were being taken care get off, that they were okay. And my only concern was that I don't want to leave this place, Lord. <laughs> Keep me here. But I knew in the back of my mind that I had to go back to my reality. I stayed in that stage of mind for a couple weeks. Um, it was amazing. Um, that night, we had our week, a weekly Bible study in our house, bread with the men, and I with, uh, with the ladies. Three of the ladies 
arrived at the same time. This happened after I talked to Brett and I, I was so full of spirit and everything. Um, and then uh, oh, one thing before I go here, one thing when I, I feel in that presence and I, I told you, I, was, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. This is what the Lord says to me. And I saw, I saw the, the vision in that. He says, I cannot express to you how he said it, but he says, in my people, in my people will seek me with all their hearts. Like if they will know that it's a treasure right here, if they will come and seek for that treasure, if they will seek me that way, they had no idea how much I have for them, how much I want to give them, how much I want they to receive. They will see great things. Well, that night, like I said, three ladies came into the door and as I opened, as soon as they saw me, they were like this and say, Christina, what happened to you? And I say, what do you mean? And they say, you are glowing. You are beautiful. For the first time, I feel in my heart, yes, I'm beautiful. I am beautiful. I'm the most wonderful woman and the most happy woman in the world. I couldn't wait to get them inside and tell them all the experience. And when I told them, they were just like, also with big eyes and such excitement. And they, they told me, yes, we believe you because we see it all around you. Um, our Lord has a deep desire to be loved by his children, who he deeply loved, as well as, as a willingness to forgive and forget what what we have done and receive us with an open arms. Ladies, it really is true. If we seek the Lord with all our hearts, we will find him. The reason why I told you about my experience is because it's, if in some way, in some way, my testimony can bring you any hope that Believe me, behind these curtains that we don't see, it is amazing things. There is a poem we're going to show you later. We have the time. But like he says over and over, that's what I put over there. If there are words to describe or to show, I don't have them. I don't have them because it's bigger than what I can ever express to you. And I just say this to you because I want you to embrace and call the hope and say, it's so worth it. It might be very hard, but it's so worth it. I can assure you that that little glance that he let me pick, it was, it was already fulfilling me. I can only imagine when we go full into the kingdom of God, how much it's going to be. So just be encouraged by that. And that's what I want to share this with you, to encourage and say, it's worth it. Believe me. Yes. So um, in Psalms 24, 3 to 6, it says, Who may ascend to the hills of the Lord? And who may stand in his holy pleasant, in his holy place? He who has clean hands and pure hearts, who has not left out his soul, to a falsehood and has no sort, um, 
the sinful, the sinfully. He should receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness, righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Did I have clean hands and pure hearts when I, when God allowed me to see and to hear him? No, I did not. But he knew that I was in such a need of him. And I was totally aware of my condition. And I was seeking his forgiveness, help, and mercies. With a total, open, sincere, and willing heart, I asked God, change me. To, to take away my sin and to deliver me from these chains, and he set me free. He did all this and so much more. I believe part of the reasons that he did is because he knew that, um, that I would one day be standing here at this moment to share this with you, to share his heart for us. I was, it was necessary for me to hear it and to see it in order to believe, to believe it and to speak to you with a portion of the boldness and a passion like John had. He, as much as I, as much as you who have experienced such a thing, know, and we know that this is um, the word of God. Without any doubt, I can, without any doubt, it can be any other way. So if God encouraged us in the, in the last time we got together at the dessert night to forgive, to come alongside one another, to love, to move forward, to help the broken, we do that by seeking God in prayer, in his work, in fellowship, and in obedience. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Let's drop it up back to um, first um, to Second Chronicles 15. Uh, one interesting and important note on Second Chronicles 15 is that the word of the Lord came to Asa after he had just experienced a major victory by the hands of the Lord. You, um, you would expect that war like this would come after def uh, being defeated or um, a dry season, but not after a victory. I want to tell you, after our last time together, when I spoke last time, I was pulling out of the parking lot and praising God for the amazing work he did that night. He then spoke very clear to my heart saying, yes, celebrate, but this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Continue to seek me and be strong and courageous. The next morning, one of the ladies called me specifically to tell me that the Lord spoke the same thing to her. I haven't talked to her. She called me and said, this is what the Lord spoke to me last night. It's not the end. It is the beginning. Keep seeking me. 
keep seeking me. We should never get com complacent about these ladies. The unfortunate end of Asa's story is that he did for God to seek the Lord after many years of peace. When trouble came, instead of turning to the Lord, he turned to the world. When God calls us to listen and search, he is serious. His love, uh, the love of God is a truthful love. He desires for us to love him and with all our hearts and truly love him. And that love is, uh, that love, uh, is reflected in obedience to his word. Doers of the word, not just hearers, not just by hearing, but by doing it. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. There is another one that he says, why you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say. Jesus also says in Matthew 7, 7 3, ask, and, I will, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive, and he who seeks, find. And, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Like Job, we can then stand and say, I have heard you, I have heard of you with my earring, but now my eyes can see you. I strongly believe that what the Lord spoke to me and allowed me to experience that night is something he wants us to hear tonight because he wants us to have so, so much more in our relationship with him. He wants us to have our security in him. He wants us to understand the more we see him, the more he will let us know him. And the more he will reveal, reveal about his amazing love for us. One last thought about John. He was a witness and give testimony about Jesus. But the amazing thing is that Jesus uh, give a testimony about John. He says, among men, there has never been born one greater than John. We, like John, have been called to be Jesus' witness and give testimony of him. The unbelievable thing is that if we do, he will have these amazing things to say to us. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you, we have moved tonight in our hearts and our lives. Lord, your desire is not that we just memorize the scripture, that we just speak your word, that we just worship you, and that we just proclaim your name, but that we obey you, that we learn, Lord, to to show the world there is something in us that is different than anything else, and that's that your spirit lives in us. Lord Jesus, our sinful nature is never going to change, but what it changes is your spirit in us, 
And we're just asking you, let your spirit to trespass to the deepest of our hearts. Change us, O oh Lord. Transform us. We want to worship you, not just with our words, but with our actions. Lord, if there is words to express your goodness and your greatness and who you really are and how much you want to give us, we don't have those words, Lord Jesus, because you are bigger than anything we can imagine. We want to love you because if we really, truly learn to love you, everything else will come in place. We love you, Lord. Bless this woman and bless this church. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.